in the ongoing effort to avoid commercials on our show, we bring you a commercial from us. My subby and I have created a boutique adult toy store on my website. We have handpicked items that are low cost and show up on your doorstep with all of your other Amazon packages. Make sure though that you open them, not your kids. Go to kristenkellogg.com or find the link in the notes of this episode. We will get a percentage of the sales from the items exclusively on my storefront. You get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid ass commercial. So... God, I fucking, I despise that word more and more. The longer I do my podcast, so and um are like my arch nemesis. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you are not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Hey everyone, join me on my journey from living a 100% vanilla life to tiptoeing into a whole new world I never knew existed. Exploring a life that puts a whole new spin on sex and its meaning to me. From chastity devices and cup holding to my experiences and the lifestyle. I have met some amazing people and had some crazy experiences and learned a lot about myself along the way. Welcome to Christine's FLR Podcast. Welcome back. Episode 28. Today we're going to talk about what a female-led relationship is not or things that people may think it is, but it is not. But first, let's address some housekeeping. Lots of things happening right now. I am still currently working on producing the Literatica podcast. They are hoping to drop some of those episodes soon. If that is anything you are interested in checking out once the first one is released, I will drop a link either in my show notes or on my website, whatever my subby deems as a good place for it. You will not hear me asking questions. Uh, My voice is only at the beginning. But if you have any interest in hearing about different erotic creators on Literatica, check it out. Everyone stay tuned because Christine's Camping Podcast will be kicking off. Just kidding. It's not a real podcast. But uh, sometime in the near future, my subby and I are going to sit down and record an episode that talks about what our campground is, uh, what we do there, maybe answer some questions. I did receive an email that I want to address, but I would like him here with me because it kind of talks about how he feels in certain aspects of our activities at the campground. And for anyone that might just be listening, campground is our clothing optional lifestyle campground that we are residents at. I 
am currently working on another podcast with someone else. And she said, every time you say campground, I think of like Boy Scout camp. And it is definitely not that. So let me just clear that up for you. Three. In relation to camping, we are 10 weeks away from officially moving into our camper. Fucking crazy. There is a fuck ton of work that needs to get done. So I just ask for you to have patience with me because things are about to get real fucking hectic. Like I have said in the past, my life is so hectic and blah, 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 blah. Well, it's about to for real get fucking hectic. Um, Shit's about to get real is probably the best way to put it. I am posting snippets daily on my OnlyFans of samples of erotic audios that I'm going to list for sale on my OnlyFans page. Uh, They will be at a discounted rate for the first seven days they are for sale, and then they will go up in price for the remainder. These audios that I'm posting are full productions. They have sound effects, all of the fun things. Uh, They will be $9.99 for the first seven days they're released, and then I believe they are going up to $19.99. These audios would easily be a $200 audio the amount of time, the length, and the production that has gone into them. So if you're interested in that, check it out. If you have any questions about it, you have my email, all my contact information, whatever the case may be, reach out. I would be happy to chat with you. And I think that actually covers housekeeping. Let's dive into what a female-led relationship is not. Number one, I think the biggest misconception that I come across is that you lose all financial freedom. You enter into a female-led relationship, you lose all your rights to your property, your money, any type of financial freedom. Now, we have talked in the past about different different levels of a female-led relationship. You make it your own. Now, there are some people out there, I'm sure, who are living this dynamic who do actually live that way. The submissive has no financial freedom. The dominant is in control of all of the financial decisions, property, assets, whatever the case may be. That does not have to be how it is. In our case, I am in control of the money and our assets are in my name. However, they've been in our name since before we got married, and that's just how we have it. I would never withhold anything from him should something change. I mean, there are people who go to the extreme of getting a power of attorney to make decisions. There are people out there who get a power of attorney so that they have complete control of their submissive. That is not anything I ever want to do in our dynamic mainly because I make all the decisions anyway. I don't I don't need a piece of paper to tell me that I have control. And uh, my subby and I are on the same page. So there's really no need to pay someone to draft a power of attorney and then file it with the courts because, one, I don't want to give any money to the courts because I have better things I could do with it. So a quick recap of number one, being in a female-led relationship, you do not lose all of your financial freedom unless that is specifically how you choose to live your female-led relationship. Number two, I get a lot of 
well, you're in a female-led relationship, so you have to practice chastity. Or because we're in a female-led relationship, we practice chastity. It is not a requirement. There are people that live in happy, happily ever after. There are people that live fulfilled female-led relationships that don't practice chastity, and that's fine. It is... I. I think of it as two different, completely different things. While they do pair well together or go well together, you are not required to have one to do the other. We chose chastity because the chastity journey itself intrigued us. And it just so happened to pair to pair very well with the dynamic that we were living in our female-led relationship. Not required. Not a necessity. You can easily live a female-led relationship without chastity. I'm glad that we don't. I very much enjoy the chastity, as does he. Number three. This is another common one that kind of piggybacks off the chastity about being forced to wear women's clothing. First of all, I think you would be surprised how many men actually enjoy wearing women's clothing and stop judging them. Wearing women's clothing has nothing to do with your female-led relationship. Again, I see how they tie well together or how they fit well together or play off each other well, just like the chastity. It's not required. There are a ton of female-led relationships, and I've talked to many people who are in a female-led dynamic and don't enjoy that aspect of it, and that's totally fine. I enjoy it. We don't do it often, uh, mainly because we lack the privacy and you know, my go-to line come on camping season. But I mean, at a nudist or nudist at a clothing optional campground, why the fuck would you want to wear underwear? I mean, really? So wearing women's clothing or, I mean, not even necessarily women's clothing, just because you're in a female-led relationship, you don't have to wear women's panties. I mean, you should because it's fucking hot, but you don't have to. I say this all the time in all my podcasts, and I don't mean to roll my eyes if you're watching the video of this. One, that's how I think, and two, it's kind of a sign of irritation because there's so many misconceptions out here, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but I feel like I have to keep saying the same things over and over again to get people to understand that's just not how it is. And while I don't think that's what you think, here we are with me saying what I think. Let's move on to number four. There is a misconception, or I think some people believe, or a female-led relationship is not indicative of no more penetrative sex or forced oral stimulation. If you live a female-led relationship, the female is in control. And if she wants to have sex, which involves penetration, every day of the week, then I guess that's her choice and that's what you do. If she chooses to deny you sex, then you don't get penetrative sex. As far as forcing oral, I have met very few men that don't enjoy oral. I don't know that it's a force. I mean, I'm sure there's men out there and perfect. That's fine. And maybe that's kind of a stigma too that's attached to men. Oh, all men like to eat pussy. Well, I bet they sure don't. There has been aspects of forced oral sex on my subby, but he doesn't not, I mean, he, he enjoys it. I mean, it's hot for him. And by forced, I mean, he's laying there and I sit on his face. I mean, it's not like he doesn't want to do it. 
it's just the action, I guess. I have a hard time, and, and this is bad on me, I have a hard time envisioning a man being forced to perform oral on his female partner and not liking it. So I guess if there's any men out there that don't enjoy oral, I would love to hear from you and hear why. I'm not judging. I'm just curious, which it's interesting because this is very much like a stereotype. You know, it's more common to me to have come across a woman who doesn't enjoy giving blowjobs. But I, for the life of me, cannot think of a single man right off the top of my head that I've encountered that doesn't enjoy oral sex or eating pussy or however you want to say it. So that's interesting to me. And maybe that's just some of the social programming I have. You are not forced. My my sabi is not forced to, well, maybe a little, to perform oral. Or, I mean, my sabi doesn't maybe get penetrative sex often, but that's part of our dynamic. And we are both on the same page and quite enjoy it. Number five. This is a common one that makes me giggle a little bit. I do not force my husband to clean our house like naked in a cock cage while I sit and criticize everything he does and whip him. While I'm not saying that's not out of the realm of possibility sometime when we have some privacy because I think it'd be fucking awesome. It's not what happens. And I would suspect it's not what happens in most female-led relationships. And while I say I would enjoy that, it would be like a scene or a play session. It wouldn't be something that we would do on a regular occasion, just mainly because it's not, I don't know. Well, one, we don't have any fucking privacy. It would just be something that I would like to try once. And maybe I would like it. Maybe we would do it all the time. But I don't believe that there is a female-led relationship where that takes place unless that is something specifically that they've agreed upon, that they both enjoy very much. It is not standard practice, I would guess, for a female-led relationship. It's not for my female-led relationship. While it sounds like a hot, kinky little scene, it's not something that I think would occur on a regular, even if we had the privacy to do it. I mean, I'm not opposed to making him clean naked and in his chastity cage, or, you know, in his cage, but probably not on the regular because I would get nothing done. And then he's being productive and there's things I probably need to get done and I can't because I'm focused on what's happening in front of me. I mean, it would be fucking hot. That's all I got to say about that. Number six. The misconception that the submissive is forced to put the dominance priorities in front of his own. I mean, really, what is the definition of submissive? I mean, you're being submissive to your dominant. And if you're submitting to me, then are my needs not going in front of your own? I think there's such a negativity attached to that. Like overall, his purpose in life is to make me happy, make sure I'm happy, make sure I'm feeling fulfilled. I am a priority to him. He does put my needs first, but he chooses to do that. That's not something that... I mean, we both chose that when we decided to live this lifestyle. We're in a female-led relationship. I should be a priority. That's what we've discussed. That's why we're in this dynamic. But people view it as a negative thing. It's not. I mean, imagine in a traditional relationship if both parties put each other first and made their partner a priority. Like, would the divorce rate still be what it is? 
you would think that it would go down if people were just intentional about putting their partner first and making them a priority and making their needs a priority or uh, something that's, you know, high on their list of importance. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out my ass, but it just seems to me that, you know, there's such a, a negativity attached to me being the priority in my husband's life. Oh my God, that's terrible. Why would you do that? That's so abusive. It's not though. I mean, it's really not. I'm very intentional about taking care of him as well. That one confuses me a little bit because I think that making your partner a priority in your life can only be beneficial. Unless obviously you're making that person such a priority that your needs are not being fulfilled or being met or it's making you sick. I mean, you're like literally making yourself sick, putting your partner before you, then maybe step back and take a look. But female-led relationship or not, your partner should be your priority. Out of all of these things that I've talked about, I understand where chastity and wearing women's panties kind of gets linked to a female-led relationship because the kinks and the humiliation, really, because it seems like that's what came out to me initially when we started this dynamic. So I understand that, but I think that these misconceptions that we're talking about are what a female-led relationship is not. I think a lot of this comes from a more BDSM-focused female-led relationship. I mean, there's different versions. Again, I say this all the time. It's not all whips and chains and handcuffs. And while that would be fun sometimes, it's not something that I choose to do all the time. Now, there's people that live this dynamic or that are in this dynamic that that do it as a scene and they have a BDSM scene. So all of these things that I've just said, this is not what a female-led relationship is. It absolutely could be in a female-led relationship scene that involves BDSM or just somebody participating in a female-led relationship scene. This does not have to be something you live 24-7 and you add what bits to it you want. It's whatever works for you broken record. Whatever works for you, communication is key. Set your boundaries. I'll keep saying it till I'm blue in the face. So I think that sums it up. There will be a part two to this. So stay tuned for that. More misconceptions about a female-led relationship. I will also have some interviews coming up in the near future, near-ish future. And as always, if you have questions for me, if you want to chat with me, whatever the case may be, all of my contact info is in my show notes. It's pretty easy to find me. My husband has me plastered all over the internet. Thanks, Subby. So don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to chat with you. But I think that concludes part one of this two-part series. Is that a series? There's only two. Is that a series? Shouldn't there be three? Anyway, ADD. I hope everyone has a fantastic week. Be good human beings. Stay warm if it's cold where you are. Stay healthy. And we will chat soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening today. I genuinely appreciate your time. If you happen to have any questions, all of my contact information is in the show notes of this and every episode. Don't hesitate to reach out. Also, in the show notes, there is a link to my Patreon, where your support is incredibly appreciated. 
Patrons have access to advanced and extra content from this and other podcasts that we produce, FLR consulting via messages and video, and input on the production of each podcast. There is also a link to my OnlyFans page. My fans on that platform have access to almost daily posts of photos and videos of me and me torturing my subby, full and sample erotic audios, and other posts. OnlyFans is now the safe place where you can order custom erotic audios, videos, and photos. Mention that you heard it on this podcast for a 10% discount. Most importantly, though, if you have the option to rate and review my podcast on the platform you listen to it on, please do. Good ratings and reviews help boost my podcast in the charts so that more and more people are able to hear what I have to say about the lifestyle. Until next week, be good to yourself and each other.